Hey friends, welcome back to the show and also welcome to week three of our home management systems summer series. I am walking you through three different rooms throughout the summer utilizing and putting into place some systems. So first of all, what are systems? Systems are simple. All it is, is the steps that we need to take to complete a task. That's all it is. And so when we have systems in our home, completing those tasks are so much easier and we do them quicker and more efficiently and we do them more consistently. So that's why it's important for us to establish different systems for different tasks in our home. And so we are on week number three, which we are going to be covering the family dinner time, the family dinner routine. Last week we covered a dishwashing system. And there was a couple of things that I left off. So I want you to make sure that you go and read each and every blog post that goes with each podcast episode, because there's a lot more meat in the blog post that I'm able to share on the podcast episodes. I also give you pictures and diagrams. And as I am going through my life, I'm going to be going back and updating those blog posts with my personal pictures. So what I wanted to make sure that I mentioned back going back to the dishwashing system or any system that you are creating is setting up stations for those systems. So my dishwashing station is of course at my sink and I have tools on the back of my sink on the the counter that I keep that help it that helps that system and that habit be really visible, really obvious. So I have a spray bottle. When I say when I tell my kids wash, dry and put away, they are literally grabbing a spray bottle that has some young living thieves soap in it. You can do like a Dawn dish soap spray bottle and they literally just spray it, wash it, rinse it, dry it, and put it away. It is so simple. So clear the clutter from your sink, clear the clutter from your spaces. As we are systemizing these different spaces in our home, clear the clutter first, then bring in the tools that are necessary for completing those tasks and set them up so that it is really easy for you to do these tasks on a regular and consistent basis. I just wanted to plug that in um, and then remind you, of course, to always go to the blog post, see pictures that I share, um, more information, more tips. I share a whole lot over there. And I also want to invite you to always comment, put these tips into into practice, put them in place in your home, come over to the blog post and share. I I also do have a Facebook group, um, but I, I just have pains with social media and I am a one person show. There is only so much little Lisa can do on her own and I can't do it all. And so the Facebook group is there, but it's not as meaty as I want it to be. And so I really want to build community over on my website, on my blog post, and I want you to interact over there more than anything. Okay. So if you want to interact on the blog post for each podcast, you can click the link below. If I don't have the, the, the post up right away as it's airing, then definitely come back. <laughs> like I said, I'm a one person show and my main heart, the heart behind this podcast and my coaching business is really to work one-on-one -on -one or in small groups with women, with families who want to get 
who want to declutter their home, live more simply, and be more organized and systemized so that they can be good moms and not be frustrated with, you know, coming home and, you know, their environment just feels like it's draining them. Okay. I want you to feel free. I want you to just feel like you deserve it. Okay. And if you're not feeling like that and you feel stuck, you don't have to do it alone. Okay. Letting go is hard. It is really hard. And if you're not an organized person, nobody expects you to be everything. You might not have the, you might not be wonderfully gifted with organizing. That is okay. The Lord has created people in this world to help each other out. And it's so important that we come together as people, as community and help each other, share our gifts, share our talents. And that is one of the things that I love, I love, love, love to help people is walking them through letting go, identifying what's most important in in their home, in their life, in the season right now, highlighting it in their home so that they can see it, that they can use it, that they can function in their home and not feel weighed down by their stuff. So if if this is speaking to your heart and you're like, yes, yes, I need that. I need somebody to just tell me, girl, let it go. You are worth so much more than the environment that you have created for yourself. It can be beautiful. It can be wholesome. It can just be life-giving. Then hop on a free consultation call with me and let's just chat about it. Let's figure out what is the what is holding you up. Let's identify what steps you need to take and then we can go from there. You can email me lisa at habitsandhome.com or you can click the link below to directly schedule a consultation call with me. All right, let's dive into this week's system which is setting up our family dinner routine. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Okay, like I shared earlier, I write a lot more and share a lot more on the blog post. So if you feel like you want more tips, you want more strategies, you want more ideas for your home, your family, maybe for different age kids ages and such, then check out the blog post because I share a lot more information over there on the podcast. I want to keep it a little bit more shorter. I want to keep it more concise and give you like the highlights so that you can have a quick win and start applying this information right away. Okay, so when I say a family dinner routine, that is exactly what it is. We are wanting to sit down with our family on a regular basis and have dinner with them. Now, of course, this is going to you know, your schedule might be different. You might be on shift work or you might have 
extracurricular activities where you can't always sit down, okay? We are talking about setting up an ideal routine. If we know in mind, if we have in mind what our ideal is, then if, if we have to change a little bit, it's not that big of a deal, but we have to have in mind what our goal is, what our ideal is, so that we can start kind of moving our way and kind of start making these tiny shifts in these tiny changes so that we know what the goal is. If you don't have the goal in mind, then you don't know, you know, you don't know what steps to take. You, you're just willy nillying it and you're stressed out all of the time, okay? So in this podcast episode, we're going to li- we're going to list out what the ideal goal is, what the ideal routine is. That way we have an idea of where we want to go with this. Okay. So I think of repeated systems and repeated tasks in my home in cycles. So think of a clock and how the hands go around the clock and then it starts over. And it goes just like a, a circle. You know, you go around the circle and then it starts over. Okay, so for each task, I I always think about it has a starting point. It has some middle middle areas, um, middle task, and then it has an ending point. Okay, so we are going to consciously think about this. We're not going to use. We're not going to depend on our subconscious mind. Our subconscious is the habits that we you know, that's the goal. We want our habits to be subconscious where we're not even thinking about it. We're just taking action. But we are, since we want to make changes, we are going to consciously think about the new system that we want to create, the steps that are within that system and how it runs through a cycle. Okay. So relating this to our family dinner routine. I have identified in my home, and this is probably true for your home as well, that there is a five-step system or a five-step, five steps of the cycle for the family dinner routine. Step number one, or phase number one, if you will, is deciding what you're going to cook for dinner. Now, if you listened to week number one's system that was your family meal plan system then this is already done for you you've already decided what is for dinner because you have a plan you've created your master master list of meals and you're pulling from that each week to create your meal plan and it's already done so checking that off it's super easy now if you did not go through the meal planning system I highly recommend grabbing my workbook and it will provide so much for you to create your family meal planning system that you can consistently use on a weekly basis. Okay, so step number one in this family dinner routine system is to decide what you're cooking for dinner. Okay, we can already check that off if we did that, that, that work in planning our meals to begin with. Step number two of this cycle is preparation. And preparation involves knowing what you need to pull out ahead of time. So if you need any meat to thaw out, you need to know that you need to pull it out. That's part of the preparation phase. Another part of the preparation phase is knowing what time you need to start cooking based on what time you want your family to sit down to eat and how long it's actually going to take you to cook the meal that you're making. Now, if you are a five minute meal mama, 
then you only need five minutes. <laughs> and I am, I am a, I wouldn't say I'm a five minute meal mama, but I am very much like a 30, 20 to 30 minute meal mama. I am, I have decided that I am just not a recipe follower unless it's baking and I bake probably twice a year. <laughs> I am a meat and vegetable type of girl. I like to keep it simple. And a lot of people, when I tell them that they're like, yeah, that's a lot healthier as well. I am just, I am so simple when it comes to meal planning and cooking. And it's so funny because when I share things on social media, people are like, send me a recipe. And I'm like, y'all, it is literally some lemon pepper seasoning. I don't have a recipe. It's meat and vegetables. Okay, so preparation, the second phase of this cycle is preparation phase. Knowing what you have to take out to thaw, thinking ahead, knowing how long it's going to take you to cook the, the meal that you want to make, and then knowing when you want your family to sit down for dinner, okay? So that is part of the preparation phase. And friend, uh, give yourself extra time, especially when you're in this retraining or training phase of, you know, establishing this routine and this simple, this system, give yourself extra time and don't feel like everything takes five minutes and that you can do everything in five minutes. It's okay if you allot yourself an hour and it really only takes you 20 minutes. How amazing is that? How amazing would it be to just have extra time? Okay. Do not jam pack your schedule. Be gracious to yourself and give yourself extra time to do tasks, including cooking. And my friend, try not to multitask while you're cooking. Be present, be human, have all of these human experiences. And I mean, yes, it, it, you can listen to an audiobook if you want to, but sometimes just train yourself to do one task at a time. Okay. And if somebody calls you away, say, no, I'm, I'm focusing on this task right now. <laughs> All right. Phase number three of the family meal, meal, the family dinner routine cycle is the cooking part. Okay. So I have some tips for you during this and, and it's, you can actually create systems within these different steps. So your system for cooking might be that you utilize a a clean as you go habit instead of like dirtying up the entire kitchen and then cleaning up after you cook clean as you go it's going to make the cleanup process afterwards so much easier also another habit that you might want to try to instill in yourself is utilizing less dishes while you cook so I have a couple of friends or a couple of clients actually that have multiple sets of measuring cups and you might be one of them and it's totally okay. However, what happens is because they have so many, they end up using all of them and they're all dirty and then they pretty much sabotage themselves and they have to wash them all. <laughs> However, if you only have one set and you need to use it for multiple things, then you have to wash it right then. <laughs> so I re really recommend decluttering, simplifying your kitchen tools. What kitchen gadgets can you use for multiple purposes? Really, really simplify your, ki your, your kitchen tools and your kitchen space. So speaking of simplifying, this is another thing, a part of the, the cooking phase is declutter your kitchen counters. So many of us are 
buying into this fantasy that we have to have all these pretties not just the pretties but all of the stuff that collects on the counters as well like okay that's where we've always put mail so that's where the mail is going to stay however the kitchen counter if you go to a restaurant the kitchen counter or the counter in a restaurant kitchen it doesn't have pretties on it it is for food preparation change your mindset that because it, there is a counter that it doesn't necessarily have to collect stuff it is for food preparation identify the purpose of the space and you will use that space for that reason okay all right so that is phase number three is the cooking phase of our family dinner routine the fourth phase is hello we're finally eating dinner oh i have a lot of tips for you especially if you have young kids um, teenagers all all ages <laughs> if you are a mama with children i have some tips on the blog but i will share one with you okay if you have little ones then dinner might be a little stressful it might be a little chaotic so i first want to i want to emphasize that this is not 100 percent However, I do feel like I've seen this most of the time. Calm parents typically have calm children, okay? So if you are feeling frazzled and you are feeling just, oh, just overwhelmed and anxious inside yourself, then that is probably going to reflect in your children. So mama, I always say, work on yourself first start being calm start embodying a calm gentle slow to speak slow to anger personality and I, I know it's hard i know it i know it is okay but just have in mind that you are modeling like my client says you are modeling beautiful behavior i loved it when she said that she had a hard week and she said i haven't been modeling beautiful behavior and i'm like oh, that is such a great phrase. You are modeling beautiful behavior. If you want your kids to have good table manners, to be able to sit and talk, then sit down with them and talk with them. Don't try to multitask. When you're done eating and your kid's still sitting there, try to resist the urge to get up and go ahead and start cleaning. Sit with your children, go slow, talk to them okay so for little ones i have this uh story to share when my kids were little little i'm they're all two years apart i have three they're all two years apart and when they got out of high chairs and they started sitting in big chairs now my friends you can put your kids in high chairs and it's okay if they whine at first they will get used to it this is what you expect them to do High chairs are really valuable tools for keeping little kids in the same space and having them learn the expectations that you have for your family. Now, if you don't care, then disregard everything I'm saying, but more than likely you do care. I wanna encourage you to push through that whining. It's not gonna last forever. They are gonna learn what you expect. Don't give in, okay? Just give them a calm, calm gentle reassurance that everything is gonna be okay. All right, so when my kids started sitting in big, big, big kids kid chairs i would put a i would light a candle for dinner i would put it in the middle of the dinner dining room table and i told my kids i said all right whoever has really good behavior and of course i had to define what that meant because 
you know, a four-year-old doesn't know the word behavior. I, I shared, I was like, if you eat a good, you know, a good amount of your food, I never expected them to eat all of their food, but I wanted them to try. And I said, if you, you know, if the table is all picked up from the food that you might have spilled on the table, if you sit on your bottom, if, you know, and I just went through the list of what I expected from them. I said, I'm going to pick somebody to blow out the candle at the end of the night. Now, of course, I would rotate this and give everybody a fair chance, but it really incentivized them to want to sit still, to want to have good behavior. And they also mimicked what their mom and dad were doing. Now, I want to also mention the use of technology during dinner time, okay? This is your personal preference, whether you decide to have phones or not. For my family, we have decided that that is a phone-free zone, that we that's the only time of the day that we're all together and we all come together. And so we have a basket and everybody, you know, if they bring their phone into the kitchen, it goes into the basket. But typically everybody leaves their phone in the room where they were, like on the couch or their bedroom. And so that is a time when we have just established that it's a no phone time. And we don't have to worry. Like when we go out into the restaurant, our kids are able to sit still and wait for their meal without the use of phones. And mom and dad, you are the ones that have to role model this and set this example. So leave your phones away. Don't listen to any alerts. Don't go and do that because they are going to feel pulled to their phones as well. Okay, so I have a lot more tips for the the eating part portion. So go over to the blog post and read that. And then finishing out the cycle of the, the family dinner routine is, of course, cleaning up afterwards. Now, we have been at this for a while. If you're just getting started, there's it's going to be a bumpy road. You're If you've been letting your kids just free range, basically. We don't have free range kids. <laughs> we have kids that we want to have good table manners. And um, that's just something that's important to us. And so a couple of quote unquote rules that we have is that nobody gets to leave the table until everybody is done eating. And that way your kids aren't, you have a little bit more control over what they're doing um, when they get up. And so it, a lot of the clients that I work with, they their kids are done and they will just like go away and they're off to the next thing and they're off on their devices. And my clients don't want to call them back because it's a lot of work. It is. It is a lot of work to call your kids back. So if you can figure out a way to control the flow a little bit better and hold your kids there for a little bit longer so that when everybody gets up at the same time, everyone is cleaning at the same time. So that is one rule, quote unquote, I hate to say it like a rule, but like just something that we've established is nobody leaves the table until everyone is done. And so when everyone is done, then we all get up and each kid and each person wash, dries, and puts away their dish. It's already reset. It's done. And if you decide to use a dishwasher instead, then the the routine would be you take your plate over to the sink, you rinse it, and then you put it into the dishwasher. And 
go back to my last week's episode and listen to the dishwashing system that I've shared over there, okay? And if you've already been cleaning up as you've been cooking, this makes the process really, really easy. So not only do my kids, do I expect my kids to wash dry and put away their dish and reset their area, but then I will delegate different tasks to them. So for instance, tonight, we had salmon and salad for for dinner super simple and what i had my children do one child um, was responsible for taking all the bottles of the salad bottles and everything and clearing off the table and clearing off the counters that was one job the second child was responsible for wiping off the table and wiping down the counters the third child was responsible for sweeping the dining room and the kitchen Now, if your kids are little, then yeah, you're not going to be able to ask them to do these chores. However, they're probably not making as big of messes or you're able to have them in a high chair or confined to where you can quickly take care of their dish. Like like I shared last week, if you have a young one, if you have a, a baby, they're making one plate and one fork it is really okay for you to wash your plate and your fork as well as your babies. Sometimes we overthink things or we let them pile up instead of taking care of them right away. All right, so the the second rule that I have is that nobody leaves the kitchen until everyone is ready to leave the kitchen together. No one person, I don't want any one person, including me, to be left in the kitchen while everyone else gets to relax. So that is the second rule that we have established or that we have adopted is that nobody leaves the table without everyone else and nobody leaves the kitchen without everyone else. And like I said, it's going to take a little bit of time and practice. Give yourself grace. Go into this slow to speak, slow to anger. Start moving slower. When your kids are bouncing off the wall, they're really hyper. Trust me, I know I have that hyper child. I have that child that cannot sit still through an entire meal. And I have to remind him, I'm very very gentle in my reminder. I say, come back and sit down, come back and sit down, okay? Remember, you are the parent and you get to decide what's important to teach your child and our our children need us to parent them okay they are they're not of the ability to know what's best for them and what's best for them is going to vary from house to house i am not coming to you preaching to you by any means my family routines probably will look a lot different than yours but keep in mind that this family dinner routine follows typically will typically follow this five step process deciding what to cook preparing ahead of time meaning taking out what needs to be thawed knowing how long it's going to cook you need to cook it and knowing when you want to get dinner on the table third phase is actually cooking the meal and having good systems while you cook so that you're not spending after dinner cleaning up a big mess That means also setting up your environment, decluttering, downsizing what you're using in your kitchen. The fourth phase is actually eating and having routines and expectations while you eat your dinner. We also, I forgot to share, I shared this on the blog post, that's why it's so good. We also, during that time, we will play a family card game. If it feels awkward to talk, 
which it doesn't because we're really close, we, we enjoy spending time together and playing cards like BS or War. That's really fun. Keep your cards close and set up your stations for that. And then the fifth phase, rounding it out, is cleaning up the kitchen together and resetting. Holding your kids in, don't letting them run off and get on devices. Don't just say, go away, let me clean it up. Because mama, while they're doing their thing, you are stuck in the kitchen. Hold them children in there, as well as your husband, and y'all all work together. All right, friend, I hope this blessed you. If it did, please share it with someone else. And I look forward to hanging out with you next week as we talk about our kitchen reset system that will find it, that will finish out our systems for our kitchen. Trust me, there are a whole lot more that we could cover in the kitchen. And I do go over those with my private clients. So if you're interested in going deeper with me and really getting my advice on your situation in your home, hop on a free consultation call with me by clicking the link below or emailing me lisa at habitsandhome.com. All right, friends, I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you right here next week on the Habits and Home Show.